Cool. All right, ready? Yep. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It is late on Wednesday night uh, when you are hearing this, or maybe it's Thursday morning, but uh, we had to record late Wednesday night. Obviously missed yesterday. There's been uh, I've been traveling. I'm currently in Cleveland at a, a Doubletree Hilton uh, recording live from the land. And uh, yeah, look at so, you living the life, Nolan. I know. Hopefully you guys can forgive us for uh, missing you yesterday. But uh, we're here now, and uh, it won't happen again. And if it does happen again, we'll let you guys know ahead of time. Uh, the one thing I did feel bad about was I told you on Monday we'd be here, and we weren't. And then we were here late Wednesday. And uh, we're happy to be here with you guys today. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. I am your host, Detroit sports writer and longtime Red Wings fan, Noel Bianchi, if I didn't do that introduction already. And today with me, I have, of course. Uh, yeah, you did. You did? No. Sorry. Oh, that was rude. Uh, we have with us today, boring Ethan, as usual. He's, we're not live in studio, but we're, uh, we're, we're FaceTiming here. And uh, yeah, welcome, Ethan. What's going on, guys? Happy to be back. I'm going to start talking in a monotone voice until you stop saying boring Ethan. You don't like that? I thought you liked the boring Ethan name. That is my Twitter handle. Exactly. So right, that's how, let's, keep, let's keep going. It's your sure. brand. It's your brand. Fair enough. All right. Uh, the Red Wings lost a hockey game last night, 3-2 to two, to the Buffalo Sabres. So that was, uh, you know, something that's unfortunate. But they did get Anthony Mantha back. So that was good. They got two goals from Darren Helm. Uh, first line, Darren Helm. Wow. Uh, yeah. just a, I never thought I'd see the day. Moral victories like you read about, like we talk about. Uh, I mean, that's as good as it gets right there. Two assists from Anthony Mantha in his return to action. For two goals for Darren Helm, I mean, what can honestly get better than that? Darren Helm is hitting his his peak at 33 years old. Did you see his? You watched I'm here the, for it. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, the first goal was he he got a really good. Well, he didn't get a really good setup, but uh, Mantha carried the puck really well below the goal line, corralled the puck, kind of kept the puck cycling. Eventually, found. Uh, Darren Helm at the top of the circle. He got a lackluster shot off, but he chased the rebound, uh, found it when it squirted out, and he was right there to bash in the rebound. So uh, on the second one, though, did you see that one, the the backhand? Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, uh, just a beautiful – He once again being fed by uh, Anthony Mantha. But uh, Darren Helm, who would have thought the absolute first-line sniper? Hey. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it one more time. I'm here for this. His, I mean, his career high is in the teens. So, I mean, we're already like, I mean, if he gets another two-goal game, I wanted to look up when the last time he, got a, he had a two-goal game was. I should have looked that up. You know what? His, his career high is, is 15 goals. 15 goals. That's not bad, actually. I mean, for what he is, that actually surprised me. I, if you were to have me guess, I would have said like 9 to 11. Dude, his plus minus is better this year than it was last year. That's pretty incredible. On the worst team in salary cap history. Well, he plays an important role on this team. I mean, like we've talked about like so often. I mean, even though he's getting paid pretty substantially, he does have that no-trade clause. He, I think, is one of the more value, valuable players on this team right now. Oh, without a doubt. 
But uh, moving away from Darren Helm, Ethan, what did you think of Anthony Mantha last night? He looked great. It was so – he said after the game that his goal is to get, you know, at least he's going to be a point-per-game player and help us get some more wins rolling into the offseason like they did last year. And, I mean, man, it's just nice to have him back. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is I, I like, since I hadn't seen him in a while, maybe I just hadn't – like, I'd see, you know, you see the highlights and stuff like that while he's injured, while they, when they flash it back and whatnot – but, like, without seeing him in, like, regular gameplay, I completely forgot just how large of a presence he is out there on a sheet of ice. How big of a body he is, too. The guy's 6'5". Yeah, and, I, I mean, like, you don't realize it until he's out there, but that's, like, a type of player that the Red Wings have been seriously lacking. And uh, a, really just a major reason why I think they've struggled to score is because they don't have that big, bruising, you know, forward that is also kind of a pure scorer and a playmaker and uh, everything else that Mantha brings to the table. Yeah. You know, the guy's phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to them getting that Bertuzzi Larkin Mantha line rolling again. I mean, when those guys were on earlier in the year, I mean, almost unstoppable. Yeah. And I mean, you also have to think, uh, I don't know how long uh, he, he got the chance to play with Robbie Fabry, but with Robbie Fabry in the mix, uh, obviously he's day-to-day right now with an eye injury, suffered in that game against Boston. And uh, Philip Zadina, too. I, I love the amount of depth that the, uh, the Red Wings are going to have here soon with talent because, I mean, with no Zadina, no Mantha, no Athanasiu, it was pretty, pretty grim. Dude, talking about face injuries. Oh, Yeah. So I can't believe oh we uh, <laughs> we kind of missed that. Oh uh, but Brendan God. Parliti got his nose lacerated by a skate. Uh, a Buffalo Sabres skate. I can't remember exactly oh. who did it, but just an ugly, horrible, unfortunate, unintentional act that oh. – oh. <laughs> Just all you can say. That's, that's going that... to be the name of this episode. How do you spell ugh? Ugh. Ugh. UGH is too easy. It yeah. doesn't sound like UGH. Just, yeah, no, it's like uh, it's like Y O U G H. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. With maybe a couple of It's H's, almost a depending C-H. on how dis- yeah. It's almost, it, ugh. Yeah. Dude, that's like that's always been like my biggest fear. I know. Hockey. Right? And like mm. I always like I remember like growing up when like not wearing a neck guard was cool. I never like to play without a neck guard. Like if I'm playing in a game, I'm wearing a neck guard. If I have a chance to get hit, I'm wearing a neck guard. And obviously this is a completely different situation because they caught his nose, almost got his eye. That would have been, I mean, career over life, completely readjusting. Uh, Job yeah, in the man. front office. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> With large text. Uh, um, but yeah, man, that's, I think that's every player's worst nightmare that plays a hockey game is having, you know, an artery or something with their face or neck or something along those lines being cut by, uh, by escape. Like, cause I think a lot of times people forget just how sharp they are. Right. And I'm just playing like beer league and dropping and stuff. Like I don't trust these people I'm playing with. Right. Exactly. And it's not even like it, like the crazy thing about it is that like every time it happens, obviously it's a complete accident. And uh, 
it's one of those things that you just can't take precaution to. Like if there's, if you're going to be down on the, the ice at all, if you ever fall in a hockey game, or, I mean, even if somebody else falls and, and clips you in the face, this is uh, nobody's safe out there. I like living on the edge though. I still don't wear a neck guard. No. All right. Well, good for you. Um, anything I have else? Cut, from- I have cut resistant pants though. Like, do you really? like, yeah. How much did those cost? I don't know, like 70 bucks. Oh, that's cool. So it's not 70, like a, 70 a bucks for my Achilles. No, it's nothing crazy. Mm. Did you say Achilles? Another, no, I said it's nothing crazy. Oh. <laughs> Man, they like, ain't Heelys. I was like, you want to talk Heelys? I'll talk bought Heelys. Some, bought some Gucci Heelys. Oh, man. That little, little Lou, cross branding. Louboutin Heelys. Give me those I like red, it. Give me those red bottoms. I bet if the right people wore those, they would catch on. I'm shocked that people like when are we celebrities gonna get, don't wear Heelys. Dude, business what? idea. Yeelys. Yeezys and Heelys. <laughs> I think we I think we'd have to get in contact with <laughs> Kanye West on that. Well, yeah, I don't know how I mean, crazy he's going to be on that. <laughs> dude, you're telling me that Kanye West wouldn't love himself a pair of Yeelys? Dude, I never I never owned Yeelys. Oh my, I feel bad for you, bro. Did you? Oh yeah, you will never under like I just it's not that like I feel bad cuz you're a total loser which I do like, I feel bad for the fact that you'll never have the feeling of like ripping down the freezer aisle in a grocery store on that perfectly polished uh, tile that they got there going just a hundred miles an hour. Me and my sister, like growing up, we used to, uh, we used to like stand at one end and then you take like three, four steps and you just rip it the rest of the way and see who can get to the end of the aisle first. Did you win? Uh, Always. I had the, you know, bigger thighs. I have more muscle. I'm like two and a half years old, two years older than her. So Jesus. Yeah. You never let her win fair. What? You never let her win. No, absolutely not. Got to respect it. Absolutely. Uh, so anything else on that game, Ethan, anything else that you saw want to talk about or anything along those lines? I hope Brendan Perlini feels better. Um, I hope Darren Helms breaks his career high and, (laughs) Uh, Anthony Mantha, please get a point per game. Yeah, I mean, also, oh, this game also proved that Jonathan Bernier can't do it all all the time. I know that uh, that first goal was an unfortunate goal to give up. Like he, there was, it was a nice play by Connor Sheary to like get everybody moving out front, kind of change the angle on him, and like get the last second screen. But uh, I mean, a shot from out there is. Never a goal you want to give up. Two goals in the first 63 seconds uh, on in that game, by the way, and yep. uh, both scored by the number 43. That's probably the first time in NHL that two number 43s have scored two goals in the first 63 seconds of a game, do you think? You're trying to tell me I was watching history? Yeah. Wow. That's what, that's what watching the Red Wings is on a nightly basis. You're watching wow. history. I know. Wow. It's truly something special. But uh, something that's not so special – Unfortunately, we got some other news around the NHL, and that is uh, Jay Bomeister. Jay Bomeister, uh, beloved veteran defenseman down in St. Louis, uh, he collapsed in uh, Yuri Fisher fashion 
down on the ice or, you know, on the bench with a cardiac episode last night. I was rushed to the hospital. Blues and Ducks uh, canceled the rest of the game. A scary moment, but I thought I would, you know, bring it up just because of the fact that uh, Yuri Fisher kind of went through something similar here in Detroit uh, many years back in the early 2000s. And so, uh, yeah, it was just kind of one of those eerie, eerie moments that can happen in a hockey game. Yeah, I really get, just got to hope he's okay. That just really stinks. I know. He was uh, he was said to be alert and in stable condition. Early results are coming back good, but uh, obviously a very scary moment. And to make it uh, matters even worse, it was it was on the road in Anaheim, and they were on the dad's trip. So his father, Dan, was rushing uh, to the ambulance with him, that according to St. Louis today. So sad, sad story. Wish you all the best, Jay, and uh, hope you're feeling better soon. Uh, some other NHL news to get to as well. There was a trade that went down between Minnesota and Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh receives veteran forward Jason Zucker and Minnesota coming back the other way. Get Alex Galchenyuk, a conditional 2021st and defensive prospect, Kalen Adinson. Uh, Ethan, initial thoughts about this trade? I know what Jason Zucker brings. He's going to be great in Pittsburgh. I was more just shocked at how... Galchenyuk in Pittsburgh never worked out. I'm guessing it's tough for him being on that third line, not playing as much as he wants to, which really, I mean, because his stats are way down this year. Yeah, I mean, like, he's one of those guys that uh, he was obviously drafted very, very high, number three overall by the Canadians in 2012. And, uh, I mean, he just – he's been moving around lately, and it's kind of been tough for him to find his footing anywhere outside of Montreal after he was traded. So, I mean, Alex Galchenyuk, he's 26 – or yeah, 26 years old. He's got five goals and 12 assists this season. I think 45 of those games came with Pittsburgh. I think uh, Minnesota played either last night or the night before. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised to see that Alex Galchenyuk overall hasn't really caught on that much anywhere. Yeah, I mean, he had a 30-goal season in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had, a, I think, it was 59 or 60 points in a season. I think that was the same year. But, I mean, like, he was hovering around right around 50, 60 points a year for two, three years in a row. And then, yeah, he had 46 in, in 2015, 56 in 2016, 44 in 2017, and then uh, 51 in 2018. And his final year with Montreal, which, uh, you know, he goes to Arizona – he's kind of right around that same pace. He's got 41 points, but he never like really took that next step into like the top six winger that I I think a lot of these teams uh, had hope that he would. I know. Yeah. Really Montreal just struggled. I mean, Mm -hmm. they drafted uh, crap. What is his name? I'm blanking on his name. I'm the dude that they drafted him third overall. Oh crap. Finnish kid, tiny kid. They just sent him down to AHL. They drafted him third overall. Kakniemi? Yes. Uh, That's the name. You, you, you talk about him. I'll figure out his name. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I mean, he, has, he just ha- wasn't producing anything in uh, Montreal. Now I can't type his name out. Yeah. I'm I, looking this up right now. I'm a fly, I don't care anymore. Draft. <laughs> Uh, 2019 give it to me no and I think Montreal's a team who uh who you kind of look at and you kind of hope that that's a team that the Red Wings don't become they had some success 
you know, a few years, uh, really at the start of the decade. But, I mean, outside of that, they're one of those teams who it seems like they're always on the verge of going back into another rebuild. Yep. I mean, they're, I'm, I was hearing rumors they're going to start thinking about getting uh, Price out of there. Or yeah. not, I wasn't hearing rumors. I was reading things on the internet. <laughs> Inside sources. Yeah. You know, ship him off like uh, Pittsburgh did Flurry to Seattle. Oh, man. Do you think they'll pay that price tag, though? Isn't he like 10.5 average annual value? Yeah, he's carried price dog. Yeah, that's true. And I was right. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi. K-O-T-K-A-N-I-E-M-I. Bang. Third oh, overall. I'm going to start calling Canadian. you uh, linguist, Ethan. Yeah, dude, I can't pronounce things, but I know where he's from. I mean, and, that's that's really all that matters. Yeah, you know, I'm halfway there. Uh, what did you think about the return that they got for uh, Jason Zucker? Because I think that you know this is this is kind of the first like big blockbuster deal uh, in the NHL, like for a forward at this deadline. And I think it's a, just an interesting deal to set the market with because they got a lot in return. Like you talk about what Galchenyuk can be and what he has proven that he can be like in recent years, they get the 2021st and then a pretty solid prospect in Kalen Addison. And, uh, I'm just so intrigued to know what a package for Andreas Athanasiu from Pittsburgh would have looked like. You know, I think the firing of Ray Shiro from New Jersey makes more sense now that, I mean, they didn't, they didn't get that much for him. And Pittsburgh just, or Pitt, or Minnesota just got a haul for Zucker. And Zucker's got like 36 points in 50-something games. Yeah, I mean, he's a like you mentioned. pick prospect and a guy that they can plug into their top six and get, potentially get 50 points a year. I know. You know? And New Jersey didn't add a, a thing to the roster. They didn't get a young player that's going to be ready in the next year. You're talking know, about in which trade? New Jersey. Sorry, did I say something else? No, you said New Jersey. Yeah, the New Jersey, the Taylor with the Taylor Hall deal. Oh, New Jersey gotcha. didn't didn't add gotcha, anything. Gotcha, gotcha. That's no, gonna help yeah. them immediately. Yeah, and I know. they added and Mon- and Minnesota gets a prospect, a first round pick, and a potential 50-point getter for one one player. Yeah, and I think that uh, when you look at it, it kind of makes sense that they didn't bite on Athens to see. It looks like they were looking for a little bit more of a two-way player that can uh, kind of hold his own in that defensive end. And then, you you're, know, it, You're saying that they're not going to get that from AA? I'm, Double I'm, A? I'm not going to say that they're not going to get that from AA. There are some nights when uh, Andreas Athens to can look very good on the defensive end. He can look good exiting the zone he can look good entering the zone and then there are other nights where it seems like like he's just playing pond hockey like there's no struck like he's just like oh i'm not following anybody's structure i'm just right you could say too that pittsburgh didn't necessarily want to plug in you know like a 25 year old centerman into that third role spot like they did with galchenyuk because that could potentially not work out for them again and then it's just oh well yeah. And then you're stuck with him going into the playoffs. Right. right. No, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I Zucker's sick. Yeah, and obviously, like we Not said, the Penguins <laughs> the Penguins gave up a lot for him. But I think I don't like okay, if you're Pittsburgh, you've won three cups in the Malkin and Crosby era. I think you go forward and give up 
everything to get as much as you can out of that window. I think for them right now, because they have won three cups, I'm a little more okay with them going for it. Yeah. Man, it's going to be a crazy world when Crosby and Malkin aren't on that team. I know. It's going to mean we're old. Do you realize that? Dude, Ovechkin's going to be gone too by that time. Mm-hmm. Ovi's probably going to be the first one gone out of those three. Yeah, probably. Well, did you, I mean, hey, since... did, you, did you hear that Minnesota said they're listening to, to offers for Dumba and Brodeen? No, I did not. I, I love Matt Dumba, and there's nothing more I want than to get him on the Red Wings on that first or second pair. Well, I guess we don't really need that anymore, do we? Because we have Cider coming up, and we have Hronik, so. And Lindstrom. Ah, pipe dream. Darn it. Never mind. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, you know, I just I really like him. No, I, I don't blame you. I think it all just depends on, I think a lot of next season depends on the end of this season. I think there's, uh, the, I think there's definitely, well, I don't want to say definitely, but I think there's a world where uh, both Mo Sider and Gustav Lindstrom are plugged in to the opening night lineup. I think Madison Bowie will still be here. I think, uh, you know, obviously they'll still have Heronic. That decor is going to look probably pretty different next year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the homegrown guys, like, be the ones to fill it. I think Eisman's going to go young next year. We're going to have, like, $30 million in camp. Well, less than that. Probably, like, 15 or something once we sign Mantha and if we sign Fabry and Anthony Sioux and stuff like that. So, Oh, man. One thing I forgot to check. Oh, I'm assuming nobody claimed Jonathan Erickson. I saw that they, uh, they sent him I don't know. I think, I, think, I think he still has a couple hours left. Those top teams that might, you know, need one, one playoff guy, that seventh, seventh pairing or seventh D, you know. Dude, Maybe Jonathan Erickson's won a cup. He's won a cup. Uh, take him. Take him, take him, take him, take him. Good thing that uh, no trade clause is a bit modified now, huh? Uh, obviously, a couple corresponding moves with that. Uh, Giovanni Smith and Tara Horosi also going down to AHL with Franz Nielsen and Darren Helm returning to the lineup on Tuesday night. So, uh, Thank God. yeah, right. Well, you know, we, he, you plug him back into the lineup and he scores how many seconds in? 30 seconds in? Yes, sir. And Darren Helm. That, that's our – I think we should anoint him uh, our king at uh, the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I've actually, since we've started doing this and, like, been talking about him more, I remember how much I love Darren Helm. Dude, put a – you know how they, in the European League, they, <laughs> they put, like, a gold helmet on the player with, like, the most points or anything? No. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't know that? Yeah. No. You didn't, yeah, <laughs> the European Leagues can be crazy. Got a bunch of ads on the jerseys and – it's like the gold sponsorship. Looks like the stuff. golden snitch in Harry Potter. Everybody's I swear to God, it does, dude. I'll beat the hell out of him. I'll send you. I'll send you a picture of it after this. Yeah, look that up. I well, anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> I think like the you know highest. Each team should be able to choose one stat category, and that player get it could be whatever the team's you know, you know we're a defensive team. Whoever I think I know what you're gonna say, minus. and I'm gonna be sick to my stomach. <laughs> Whoever has the best plus minus is gonna wear this goddamn yellow helmet <laughs> with the Red Wings logo on it. It would look ridiculous. I thought you were gonna say something else. What? 
I don't want to say now because it'll be mean. Then I'm the one saying it. To Darren Helm? Yeah, but I didn't say it. It's a thought that I thought you had. Well, then you're not going to get in trouble. What? What? All right. So here's the thought that I thought that you had and not a thought that I thought on my own. Okay. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say whoever uh, has the most shots into the goalie's chest protector. I mean, it makes gets, sense. Gets the yellow helmet. Makes sense. That would have been pretty. Bolt. That would have been yeah. pretty offensive had you said that. I would have. I would have scolded you a little bit. If you toe pick on a breakaway, you get to wear a yellow helmet as punishment. Dude, he made up for it. Can you cut the guy some slack? He's been here for eleven years. Dude, I just said he's having a career year. No, I know. Uh, anything else? <laughs> anything else to talk about on today's show? I think it's time to uh, wrap this one up. Not really. I really no. don't have much. Do you? All right. No, I got nothing. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Ethan Smith. Oh, that's right. You gave it out last one. I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, so that. if you haven't done that already, follow him. Follow me at Nolan Bianchi and follow the Lockdown Red Wings podcast at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, we look forward to having you back tomorrow. We, we'll, you know, These episodes will be pretty back-to-back here, uh, seeing as how we're going to close this late on Wednesday night. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you.